Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheelers, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game day, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Guys, I can't see you, so if you're doing something ridiculous, I literally can't see you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Melo has a tiny hand. Uh, the tiny hand came out. Oh, I was dying. I, Sorry, I can, Paige. That's okay. I, I couldn't uh. see you guys when I was reading that, so um, as much as it sounds like I have it totally memorized by heart by now, um, which I do. Um, right, right. Guys, how how are things going? What's going on? I feel like we haven't talked even all weekend. There's been so much sports stuff going on. We've all yeah. been kind of busy. Um, hope you're not too busy to take care of business just because your lady friends will be not so thrilled about that. So don't forget to right. use Two Guys 20 to get 20% off of any Manscaped things to keep it clean. But how was everyone's weekend? Well, I, I just want to expand on that. It is no now worries. spring. Spring has sprung. April is here. It's time to do some spring cleaning in the downstairs. So two guys, 20 manscaped, keep it nice and tight. They're my top draft prospect this year. I think I got it all in there. Uh, right? Sunday's my, uh, my lawn day. Your lawn day. Lawn day. Landscaping. Self-care oh. Sunday. That's a good way to you do it. You know what? Is that a thing? Is that a real thing? It should be. Yeah. That's a great idea. Because I... Self-care not, Sunday is absolutely a real thing. I know you can't see it today because I've got the long sleeves on. I'm a heavily tattooed individual. That little lawnmower, man, I just... Arms, legs, hair's gone. It's amazing. <laughs> That's true. You do... You shave more of your body than most people I know. Yep. People. All. People. Yep. all yeah, because I have to shave my like neck and trim up my face. And then I do the... I mean, I'm a shaven individual, so there's so, that. So, now you know that about me. So when I asked what you guys did this weekend, is this what you guys did? Just talk about the parts of your body that you shaved in? Uh, That's there was, about a four-hour process. Yeah, right? This, yeah, I'm taller than I look. Um, what did we do? Easter? <laughs> we did Easter. Um, Friday night, took my kids out for a fancy Friday with the fiancé. Uh, Saturday, did oh, housework. Yes, and then Saturday, uh, or Sunday, yeah, Easter, he has risen, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Um, so we did the family thing, Easter egg hunt, Mello so had a cookout. Eggs. I know, I know. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Are you I don't guys, know what to do with them. You don't know Just where to hide them? Away? No, I know where to hide them. Now what do I do with them? Now yeah. I have oh, to. Oh, you keep them. You save eggs. them for every year. It's not really my personality. No. To save them? Then you don't have to buy it every year. That sounds like Matt would never save it. He would buy new ones every year because he wouldn't want the old ones. I do feel bad that I'm just wasting the, like, plastic pieces and just throwing them away, so I should recycle them. You should absolutely recycle them. But Kath keeps hers year-round because actually everyone in my family has a specific egg, and we have, like, an adult Easter egg hunt, and she hides them with your name on it, and then there's one golden egg, and you have to find your egg with your name on it. 
before you can find the golden egg. So it's a very competitive thing in my family. And shout out to Kath for all the stuff that goes into those eggs. I'm so, so glad we don't have a sister because I feel like our parents would have done things like that. And the four of us boys would have been like, I'm not fucking doing it. Oh, you no, better put $200. You doesn't have any sisters either. Right. You say that, but it gets real competitive. And Kath is really good at hiding them. This isn't just like it's hidden on something. This is in stuff. And you have to like one year it was in the peanut butter. Like, there's a lot of things. Mine was in strawberries in the fridge t- this year. Some was in the I'm wine fridge. I'm just saying, to make me that. want to find that egg, it's going to need a you decent get, amount of money inside it. You get lottery tickets and alcohol and things like that. And cash, yeah. How big is this egg? And also Reese's eggs. Those right. are pretty valuable. <laughs> right? I know. Boy, those are the be- By the way, those are the best Reese's there are, are the Ooh, eggs. That version the of the egg. Yes. Yep. That's the best... Like holiday candy. Is Reese's? Yes. Reese's eggs. My son doesn't like them, so he was bringing them all to me Sunday. Like, I got more Reese's eggs. Here you go. And I'm like, okay, he's eventually going to probably be in jail. So, (laughs) how do you, yeah, I I think so. How do you guys feel about peeps? Hate Hate them. Terrible. Okay, they're gross. I'm so glad this is an anti peeps uh, podcast because, ugh, they are so gross. I don't trust people that like them. It's it's absolutely terrible. They're, They're disgusting. I also don't like Easter. So, I don't know if we want to get into that. Or not, no, we don't. But. So, um, <laughs> let's let's get to some sports. This weekend was a huge college basketball weekend. Obviously, the final four, um, starting with UCLA and Gonzaga being one of the craziest games we have ever witnessed um, in college basketball. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch that game, but holy oh, yeah. shit! I have Which never. Game was it? UCLA. Gonzaga? Gonzaga, that small school that didn't win a championship. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gonzaga. Zaga, Zaga, however you guys want to say it. They zigged when they Uh, zagged. That was one of the... they did last night. Did you appreciate that game, Matt? Because that's something that I was curious about. Like, for a lot of us who watch a lot of college basketball, that was like... Did that keep your attention? Was that exciting enough for you to be like, oh, college basketball can be really fun? Didn't watch it. Caught the highlights. So, no, it wasn't. Uh, like, I don't – I watched last night. I watched the Baylor-Gonzaga game, and it was like I've just screamed at my TV for like three hours because Gonzaga's defensive strategy never changed, and it should have in the first ten minutes of the game or five minutes of the game. So, uh, no, uh, I saw you guys all tweeting about it. What, was that Saturday night, that game? Yeah. yeah nope, didn't watch it. Uh, what, I don't even know what I did Saturday night. So, uh, missed it. I think I was doing family time, to be honest. So Okay, well, yeah, there's nope. nothing that brings a family together more than watching one of the greatest college basketball games that was ever played. Just a heads yeah, up. Yeah, that's true, but you don't know that when you commit to three and a half hours of college basketball. I could have told you that at halftime that it was pretty incredible that an 11 seed UCLA you know was up it, on an undefeated team. I keep asking for this. I need some sports app to send me an alert and be like, you should probably care about this game that's on right now. So like, I think that's there, all I want. So I think that there are <laughs> apps that do that. I just think you don't care and don't pay attention, to be fair. No, I, I have the app that I think you're insinuating I should have. It like, They alert just you at halftime. The CBS Sports app. Yeah, I mean, just like white. Yeah, like clearly. Or in like the, even like, I know they do no hitter updates. Do a... This it has the makings of a, a monumental game. You might want to tune in. Like okay, they do do that. Give me that. I could. I will screenshot them it. and send them to you. Okay, the doo doo. All right, Joey. Doo doo. I yeah. think you don't. You have to like opt subscribe in to that certain channel. College basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely or not. top. Yeah, I was no say, yeah. problem with I top news. If you're subscribed to top news, you probably got it too. 
I don't know why we're breaking this part down, but there are apps that do do that, okay? I know. But anyways, it was a very exciting game. And then last night's game was obviously not as exciting, but it was still cool to see that Baylor team win because I do think they would have gone undefeated if they did not have to have that COVID pause um, and come back from that and take an L. But honestly, I I, I was I thought Gonzaga was going to win just the way they pulled out the, the UCLA one. I was waiting for them to kind of just like come back that whole time. But uh, Baylor's defense was just absolutely stifling, and it it threw them off their rhythm completely. I thought, honestly, I thought Baylor was going to have to change their game to fit Gonzaga's because I watched a UCLA team slow down the tempo, and that completely was the reason they were able to keep up with Gonzaga. That and all their shots were falling, but that was the reason they were able to keep up with Gonzaga. So I didn't know if Baylor watched that game and went, okay, maybe we need to slow our roll and do that. But no, they didn't. They did not need that. They're physically tough and defensively just like I said stifling and it threw Gonzaga off the foul trouble all of it it just was like the perfect storm of everything happening well, for Baylor what was it a 9-0 run which didn't feel like the that game. yeah, it, yeah. And it, that didn't feel insurmountable but they just Gonzaga never caught up and I know Melo kept saying it last night he's like Baylor's not missing Baylor's not missing you're right Jalen Suggs gets two quick fouls and you're like shit like okay well I, it just felt like they had really not to like make a terrible pun, they had shot their shot against UCLA. Yeah, like it's like, and that we see that happen in sports though. Like when you win an historic game, there's almost always a letdown the next game. So I, like yeah. I feel like that's probably what happened. That probably felt like they won the national championship, and then it's like, oh wait, we have to play in two days against probably the best defense in college basketball. Mm-hmm. So that's how I looked at it. I mean, Jalen Suggs is still amazing. Uh, Drew Timmy still is just the porn star we didn't know we needed in college basketball. Like I mean, and like I couldn't name a player for Baylor. I know they got the kid with the mullet, and they got a lot of guys who look like they should probably be playing for the football team because they're so jacked, like they're just big basketball players. But that's all I got. Yeah, they, I thought it was a very exciting game watching it. I kept waiting for Gonzaga to go on a run and be like, even when at halftime, it's like, oh okay, well they fought back. They're only down yeah. ten. Now they'll come out firing in the second half, and they never did. It, it sucks, though, because in big games like that, like I wanted Gonzaga to win, and I was rooting for them, but I really I just wanted a close game, and yep. we never got it. I mean, it didn't feel like as big of a blowout as it was, but it was no point of that game was competitive. Baylor just controlled it the entire time. So it kind of sucks, but uh, I guess if you're a Baylor fan, you probably have a different opinion of that game. Yeah. And I'm just glad that Gonzaga didn't start fouling. With like three and a half minutes left, <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah. you're down 19, don't start fouling. Like, it, yeah. it's mathematically impossible at this point. Just take your loss. So I was very thankful that they did that. And you know what? There is some serious good news with the men's season being over, is that now I have time to focus on the draft, and we can talk a lot more draft stuff on this podcast because I will have the time to do the research, which is very <laughs> exciting. Um, but Same. so... My Arizona Wildcats women's team made the national championship um, after a very, very exciting win over UConn in the Final Four game. Um, lost by one in the national championships, but just wanted to shout out the women's team who basically was doubted the entire time and also made me go absolutely insane on Easter after um, brunch and several mimosas um, watching the end of that game. Um, but I think something that's super important is to acknowledge that, like, the final four games, besides the Jalen Suggs shot, the final four games for the women's 
uh, tournament were far superior. So if you do not watch women's college basketball, you should because it's actually really exciting. So I just wanted to throw that out there and shout out my my cats. I was really, really sad um, they didn't win a national championship. And also shout out to my brother's friends. Six of them drove 12 hours to San Antonio um, to be there for the, the national championship game. So props to them for buying tickets after we won in the final four, just deciding to go there. It's kind of like a, a big college moment. So fun for them. Also, we need to shout out our bracket winner on the Two Guys A Girl uh, ESPN Bracket Challenge. Uh, bracket name, late resume to date page, uh, KJ <laughs> Nishida. You won the bracket challenge. I don't think you... Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, you, you really won the better prize there. So uh, <laughs> I don't remember what he was getting for winning this, but you definitely Did get shouted out on the podcast. <laughs> Just now he was like, I can't believe I mean, you really insulted her like that. By the way, we will give some sort I'm of sure update. We will give some sort of update at the end of the podcast on the the March matchup situation since I've received some messages about the fact that we did not discuss it last time, but we will. Yes, I have. You're not supposed to. You know what? We're all kind of busy right now. You're not supposed to. Disqualify. Send me the names. They're done. Send me the names. Um, CC me on the DM. I'll screenshot and send it to you. No, I won't, because I don't want you to get mad at them. But anyway, but we will discuss that at the end of the show. We'll end. We'll talk about it at the end of the show. But we've got more to get to. A lot more to get to. Um, I'll just steal this from you, Paige. Go ahead. Sam Darnold traded from the New York Jets to the Carolina Panthers, and that really started a domino effect of like now what is the top five of the NFL draft look like because. I definitely thought the Carolina Panthers were a team that would maybe try to move up. Our beloved San Francisco 49ers traded a three for Mac Jones. So we started to see like, okay, if Mac Jones is off the board at three, we can start to figure out the rest of this order. But now with Carolina having their quarterback because they did pick up Sam Darnold's fifth year option. So they're locked into Sam Darnold for two years at like $20 million next year. So like he's their guy. I didn't realize it was going to be that much. Yeah. So now we're hearing from Adam Schefter, who's very good at his job, that the Atlanta Falcons at pick number four overall and the Detroit Lions at pick number seven overall are interested in trading back. Now, something that when I immediately heard this, my thought was Atlanta must be willing to let someone move back to get a quarterback, right? So we've said all along, Matt Ryan's almost 36, maybe draft your quarterback of the future here or just draft Kyle Pitts here. There's not really a wrong answer. What I heard today, Tuesday, is that most of the teams calling Atlanta are calling about Kyle Pitts. They're not calling about Trey Lance or Justin Fields. So I think that's where Atlanta is sitting in a position of they could slide back, Is it? but it, it's probably for a team coming up for Kyle Pitts. It's at least the rumor out there. It's still evolving. You know, we've still got about 23 days until the NFL draft. But I will say, Kyle Pitts, I've talked to a lot of teams about the top of their board because they'll tell you those things because – they know a guy like Trevor Lawrence is coming off the board first, so they'll talk about it. Most teams I've talked to have Kyle Pitts as the number two overall player in this entire draft class. So, Makes someone will come up to get him. I can't believe that if you're Atlanta and you're sitting there with Kyle Pitts on the board and everybody loving him as much as they do, that, that Atlanta would pass on him. Like, yeah, And I've been saying it for a while now. If they're not taking a quarterback, that signals that they think they're in the Super Bowl window still with Matt Ryan, and you're going to pass up on a guy like Kyle Pitts who could be instant, like Pro Bowl tied in in that offense, mm-hmm. and for what? To go get another corner pass rusher? But are but are they, even with Kyle Pitts, are they in that window with him? Or I don't do you think, think they are. A, yeah, because I, I mean... But I've, that division... But like I think the front office is like, oh, we can still do it. Let's still try to put something together. 
I don't think they are. I, I mean, if I were the Falcons, I'd take a quarterback. Yeah, I would plan for the future. Absolutely. Ryan. The Falcons' defense is bad enough that I don't think they are going to beat Tampa for the division next year. No. But they could be better than New Orleans. They could be better, than, be Carolina. better than Carolina. So, like, you're in a wild card spot at that point, potentially. Yeah. But, I mean, it is tough because its best player available would be Kyle Pitts. The smart move for the future would be you're hoping Matt Ryan and Julio Jones will get you into that wild card window to where you're not in a position to draft a quarterback of the future early again. And, like, this is the new reality. We're going to see four to five quarterbacks drafted early every year now. It just It's how teams are built. So I would say that you're probably not going to have a chance to steal Lamar Jackson at 32 or Deshaun Watson at 15 or Patrick Mahomes even at 10. It's just not like that anymore. So if you're the Falcons, I mean, I, I go that direction of if you're the Falcons and Justin Fields is there, you draft him. But they might think they can slide back a little bit and still get him. Right. Maybe. Hey, both of the quarterbacks are kind of falling a little bit. So if somebody's calling Atlanta for Kyle Pitts, why not move to seven or eight or wherever it may be to grab a guy like Kyle Pitts still? And if not... Maybe you can get one of the offensive tackles that are going to be there. There's damn good corners. There's a lot of value in the top ten, mainly because we're probably going to see four or five quarterbacks go early. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised that they would even consider anything else, but I get the the point of taking the best player available. But if – do you think that people will move to that strategy if they do think there's enough quarterbacks in the top – couple of picks every year that they can take that will like if that doesn't pan out like take the best player possible one year and then next year they're still going to be you think the draft class in terms of QBs next year is going to be as solid as this one I don't but I do think that teams will make someone up like there will be like Sam Howell's good like (laughs) Sam Howell's probably on par with Mac Jones but we've seen what happens there right when you need that guy you know I've always said it's like the bar at 155 right it's like, you don't want to go home alone, so your standards get lowered. That's these teams with quarterbacks. Got to get one. Standard gets pretty fucking low. EJ Manuel's a first-round pick. You know, Josh Rosen. He's a first quarterback taken overall. That he year, was. Yeah. I mean, it's like, so I think that Sam Howell, Spencer Rattler, uh, Desmond Ritter, Keaton uh, uh, Slovis, uh, the, the kid at Arizona State, Daniels. Yeah. Like, there's five right there who are already on the radar. Uh, there's a kid at Boston College who's pretty good. Like so, there's there's enough guys already on the radar that you could be like, yeah, we can see this happening again. But what about like if next year, like a guy, I think the year after is when DJ Uingalele is is mm-hmm. able to go into the draft. If you see a talent like that and you know it's coming, do you pivot your strategy for a year? Or is it just too risky to have that be a thing? We've seen teams try it and it hasn't actually really worked for anyone. Okay, so I think that's the, the thing. Buffalo though. Bills with Josh Allen. They Love got really Josh lucky. Allen. Yeah. But so like the the Eagles did that. They knew that like, okay, this 20, whatever, 16 class is going to be good. They loaded up on draft capital so that they could come up to get Carson Wentz. It didn't really work for them, right? So I think that's the risk is whether it's by tanking or accumulating draft capital, really trading up for a quarterback hasn't worked other than Mahomes. Like that's Maybe you could say Deshaun Watson, but and I feel bad that I've even up. said his like, name that wasn't twice. Even that high. Right, yeah, to 10, yeah, to 10, right? So it just, I don't know. There's a lot to be afraid of there. And Sam Darnold just got traded to the Carolina Panthers for a second and a fourth. Yeah, and he second, 2020. They traded up to get him from six to three, gave like three second round picks to do it, and it didn't work out. And they're already moving on. I, I honestly think 
just to circle back to that, I think that's really great for Sam Darnold. Like, I think that is the perfect situation for what he needs. Like, I'm glad that he's out of that sort of toxic fan base slash place. Same. I know it's, it's a new place. They're doing new things. Let's just move on and start fresh. And I'm, I'm happy for him that he ended up in a place like Carolina. I think he can have success there. I really do. Um, and they, they obviously do, too, because they picked up the fifth-year option already. But with Joe Brady, with a not a great offensive line, but it's better than the Jets' offensive line, with much better skill position players with Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. Uh, they've got the eighth overall pick now that they don't have to use on a quarterback, so they could get Panay Sewell over Sean Slater. They could get Devontae Smith. They can... You know, they used every pick in the draft last year on defense. They're pretty set there. So, like, I think Carolina is a pretty interesting situation right now with a great owner. I like what the I like the coaching staff. Scott Fitterer is going to be a really good general manager in the NFL. Like that, that's a team that I think is potentially on the rise if Darnold can get back to being who he was coming out of USC. Yeah, and they didn't give up much to get him. Like a second round pick. I mean, even if he's not good at all. I think it's worth the risk to find out if the former number three overall pick in the draft is going to be worth something. And Mm -hmm. to pay him as much money as they are, that's not much for the quarterback position. If you have your guy, like a lot of people still think Sam Darnold can be, uh, we're going to be looking back at this this trade and say, how the hell did they get him for only a second round pick? And, you know, with all these draft picks, they're great. You have to hit on them. I mean, look at the teams over the last couple of years that we've seen have a lot of draft picks. There are still the teams that are drafting pretty high. Right. Jacksonville, and, Cleveland. You know, well, the Saints have been drafting at like number 27 overall for the last 10 years, and they're still good. Yep. And they'll find ways to trade up every once in a while. But, you know, the teams that have been good have always been good. Yeah. No, that's fair. And the teams that are bad break your heart. Speaking of breaking your heart. <laughs> oh my San gosh. Francisco. Oh. <laughs> no? um, we, I after watching UCLA lose – to Gonzaga, I was like, okay, that was a heart. Like, I, it took me a minute. To, I was like, holy shit, that was so cool that that happened. But then I was like, oh, my God, how sad for UCLA. They played a great game. Um, what is the, like, most heartbreaking loss you guys have ever experienced as a fan? Yeah, I think we have the same one. You want to go do. first? Texas Tech, Michael Crabtree. Yep, with, like, one second left, Michael Crabtree, tri- Crabtree catches that pass on the sideline and then Walks into the end zone. Texas would have gone undefeated, played the national championship that year. Um, also, I will never forget Alabama uh, basically breaking Colt McCoy's arm. Uh, what was that D tackle's name? Uh, Marcel Darius. Darius. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was great in the NFL too. Uh, those two, because I do think, and I've had this argument with Alabama fans, and I'll prepare to do it again. I think. Texas would have beat Alabama with Colt McCoy on the field. I mean, it was like the first play of the game he got hurt, and they almost came back and beat them anyway. With a really bad quarterback. With a very bad quarterback. Gilbert yep. or Sneed? I don't that remember. Gilbert. They were both Gilbert. Bad. Yeah, same guy. So those two, as a college football fan, are the losses where you just really feel like someone stepped on your nuts, and you're just like, <laughs> you know, it hurts. Like, it hurts a lot. Um, when the Niners lost the Super Bowl to the Ravens, I was there and it was, I had just started at Bleacher Report like two years before that. So I was still kind of like in my, I'm a big fan phase that one hurt. And again, it was Michael Crabtree. So I actually, I respect Michael Crabtree and I hate him so much. So I don't like him at all. When he got his chain snatched, I loved it. Oh, that's funny. But he wasn't like, he was a good 49ers wide receiver ish. Ish. So, yeah, that's yeah. How about you, Paige? Those are hard. Um, mine was the 2014 
Elite Eight loss versus Wisconsin that the Arizona Wildcats suffered. Um, I had covered the tournament. Oh, my Lord. Um, I had covered the tournament um, the whole entire time, um, traveling to it, and my cousin was turning 21 in, on that the night of that Elite Eight game, and so I flew to Northern California to be here for her birthday party. But my uncle, who was like a huge Wisconsin fan, um, and his neighbor who went to Wisconsin were over, and we all watched the game together, and they everyone was trolling me, and everyone had obviously been drinking, but... I, uh, it was my senior year of college and I went outside and cried afterwards for a good two hours, um, by myself just in the street, um, because I couldn't wow, get over it. I was devastated. <laughs> I was devastated. Like that is probably the worst off that I, cause I just needed to like be alone cause I was really sad. Um, because one, I was a senior in college too. Like a lot of those players were my friends and like it, it, it just was the perfect storm of everything except for like we had an injury earlier in, in February before the tournament and so it kind of just changed the dynamic of the team and it it made me sad that we couldn't do it and then we lost to them again the following year which wasn't as sad but I I really wanted that final four berth in in 2014 and that one still to this day hurts and a lot of people that listen to this podcast will troll me with gifts of Sam Decker and all those those guys all the time so it's fine everybody knows I've ever cried over a sport over a loss I have not (laughs) <laughs> that wasn't the first time. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, Paige, how, like, over, under on how many times you think you've cried because of a loss. Hmm. <laughs> um, well, a loss, I think I've only cried twice, that one and another time, and then I've cried out of happiness multiple times. Like, that just happens constantly. Um, I cry for others when I'm like just like super happy. Like I, I honestly got teared up after the UCLA Gonzaga game because two of my writers for Bleacher Report were there, and I was like, "We've had such a, it's been a brutal year this year in terms of coverage and like being able to do stuff with COVID." And so I was just so happy that they got to be there and experience that. So I got all teared up. I was telling my mom, I was like, "I'm so happy they're there," and she's like, "Okay, Paige." So I'm more of a happy sports crier, but um, yeah, that Arizona loss, I cried outside for a while by myself. Huh. I don't think I've ever shed happy tears for sports either. Uh man, that Royals win the World Series. Oh, maybe. that one was close. That was close. That's yeah. it, though. Like Wild Texas winning the Natty. There were a lot of people crying at that game. Yeah, it was like close. I don't. If if Arizona makes it to like a Final Four in men's basketball, I'll probably cry. I actually wait. No, I did cry when Arizona made it to the national championship and beat UConn. I did cry. It was just so exciting. <laughs> We'll update the record. Yeah. Yeah, I really got to get that written down. <laughs> I'm not like an anti-cry person. Like, I just, I'm not one of those like, oh, you're not tough if you cry. I just, I don't get moved to tears easily. And I don't, with sports, as weird as it sounds, is I don't take it that seriously. I actually don't either. Like, even after the Super Bowl loss for the Chiefs, it's like, ah, damn it, that sucked. Well, see you guys later. Going home. I mean, it just—it wasn't a, a big loss for me. Yes. Our guy, Big Country, cried like a baby at the AFC Championship game over the, the Titans, the Super Bowl win. I think there were frozen tears on his big old fluffy <laughs> cheeks. Right? And his super red face. I think he won't admit it. I definitely think he cried uh, when they lost this year. I didn't see it. There's nothing but wrong I think with crying happened. and being passionate about what you – Unless like it's love. baseball. There's no crying right. in baseball. Right. I just not can't, I'm not just not that attached to my teams 
They it's not even so being bad. attached to teams. It's just like moments. Like I love those things so much. Like I'm none of my teams were in the the game that was played by Celia and Gonzaga, but I knew that that moment was something that people were going to remember for a while. And I think that's the part that gets me. I'm romantic about I'm romantic about sports. I just I hope that one day Paige <laughs> cries over something that I've done or that some team that I cheer for has done. Like, oh, Mel, I'm so happy for you. Oh, Chiefs. this is definitely happening. Patrick it, Mahomes threw for 5,000 yards. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, no. It couldn't be a team that, like, was competing with my team. It'd have to be something completely irrelevant. What's going to happen is your daughters are going to, like, win some form of state championship, and I'm going to be very excited for well, them. I shake my head no, but, yeah. like, where do they go to school? It's a really good Actually, there's a great chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, there's a great chance that someday Emmett will be, like, the – fifth wide receiver in this option team and get a, you know, like he won four state championships in high school. Look at this. Played seven snaps. You know, there's a chance. Yep, there's a very good chance for that. You, you still get to own that stuff. You still, when you're like an adult, you still get to be like, and also guys very much do that. I was thinking about that yesterday. Like so many guys, like if you say like, oh, you like sports, it's like, oh, I played high school football and I know this stuff. And I was like, cool. Anyway, <laughs> anywho. Um, so this weekend, uh, Paul Pierce was trending and the truth was trending. And, you know, when that happens, you look up what, what's going on. And Go I took a gander. To Instagram. And I came across some strippers. Um, I'm not strippers? really sure, like, the extent if he, like, meant to do it. It seems like at this point he doesn't care that it happened, even though he got let go um, from his job at a certain network. But I did you guys see it live? Like, were... I didn't. I still haven't seen it. I haven't either. Actually. I went to his Instagram today and tried to find it, and I couldn't. I should have done it sooner. Because I, I don't think he took it down. I think it's just been too long that it's no, not there anymore. I'm you, sure I could go and find it. People, People's, you know. like, video recorded it or whatever, like, screen recorded it. But And I just was like, I don't know what's happening. Like, it wasn't even like he was, like, talking on the live or, like, whatever. There were just, like, strippers. And then there were, like, people throwing <laughs> chips at the strippers. It was very weird. And like chips. poker chips or like potato, potato. No, like potato chips, I like think. Like Lay's chips? That's yes. rude. Just grease? It was like very, it was like, it was weird. It just was very uncomfortable. Like I couldn't, I was like, what is happening? But I just think it's so strange that his like reaction to it is like, well, whoops. Like I, it wasn't like, I don't know if he like didn't mean to post it. I still am not sure because like some people were like, oh, he meant to do like an Instagram live with a, just like his close friends. Because, like, you can pick, like, your close friends on Instagram or whatever. But he went, like, actual Instagram live. But I don't know that It feels like a FaceTime with your group text would have been a safer play. Yeah. strippers covered in Cheeto dust is an actual fantasy. Of yours or? (laughs) Of mine. (laughs) Now. Now that I know that's a thing. Like, I'm no longer throwing dollar bills. I'm going to walk into a strip club with one of those boxes of like 36 assorted chips (laughs) and just be like, you get pretzels, you get pretzels. We keep in the bag. It's sour onion chips, Doritos. Social media is tough. You're going to get kicked out, just a heads up. So It'll be fine. You can't, yeah. can't really throw things at people, but... And I think that was the point and why he got in trouble for it was because it wasn't positive. It was ex- a little degrading. A lot degrading. Um, or how about the fact that he's also just terrible at his job? I, I think that the certain four-letter network... Just was probably looking for some reason to fire him. He was terrible. He's dog shit at analyzing the NBA. This is the same man who listed his top five NBA players of all time and just completely left off LeBron. 
didn't even acknowledge the fact that he was there. Oh, by the way, he also shit his pants, pants. on the yeah, basketball. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I was waiting so for like, Melo to bring up that he shit his pants. There are not many people I dislike more than Paul Pierce. Then he got a Kansas. He's so over. Yeah, he did. Okay, yeah, I, I've never consumed his content ever. I ever so. Like, all the basketball products at ESPN are better now because Paul Pierce is gone. <laughs> yeah, and we also know that that network hires some really just like not so great people sometimes. Questionable so. people that will do stuff on Instagram Live. One time on a golf cart. <laughs> one time. I or remember one time watching from that live. For those that don't know what we're talking about, Matt went live drunk at a tailgate. And I remember working and like picking up my phone and seeing that you were live and being like, oh my God, he is so drunk right now. I'm like, That's not know? even the most drunk I've ever been on an Instagram live. So, fun fact. We should start doing Instagram lives more. No. <laughs> there, was, there was another time I we had gone out and I went live at the bar. For some reason, somebody was like paying off a bet or yep. something. And I was gone. And I went live, posted it, and then I fell asleep on our old office floor, which was just concrete. And then woke up and had 17 missed calls from, and texts from, like, people in the NFL being like, buddy, you need to delete that right now. Thank God I worked at Bleacher Report where they were like, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's your social media. We can't control it. Just throw an emoji in there next time. Right? <laughs> the flames emoji slash eye emoji. The, the flex emoji. <laughs> We are going to take a little bit of a break, and then we will be back to talk about sports that are sports but aren't sports, in our opinion. We are back, like Texas football. Not really, but I can't say that without thinking <laughs> Texas football. Thanks, Sam And Alger. we are going to randomly rank things that feel like sports but are not sports. Uh, I'm going to start this one off because it's a huge weekend. Uh, we have the Masters going on this weekend and also WrestleMania this Fuck weekend. Yeah. And uh, wrestling is not a sport as far as professional. I still have the baby hand. Uh, as far as sports <laughs> are concerned, professional wrestling is not a sport. It is entertainment. It's just entertainment. It's not a sport. If we're talking about like high school or college wrestling, hell yes, oh, yes. that is a sport. Like, so you don't have to come at me. I'm not an idiot. I just have tiny hands today. Uh, but that's my first one. Professional wrestling. I know that it's exciting. I know there's a big market for it. People like it. I almost bought an Austin 316 shirt yesterday. I didn't. (laughs) But it's not a sport. So that's what I think people need to understand. You can like something and it not be a sport. Professional wrestling is not a sport. I will say this. They are athletes, but it is not a sport. That would have been tops on my list, but I didn't want to steal yours. Tops on my list, people who are not athletes golfers okay if i can get drunk and perform this activity it's not a sport like if i can be okay at it while smashed off my mind it's not a sport okay can't do it it's just i'm sorry people be like tiger woods the greatest athlete of all time no he's not he literally walks 18 holes and hits a little ball, which his caddy carries everything for him anyway. It's not like he's even carrying his own fucking bag. So, no, golf is not a sport. It's a leisure activity. <laughs> a leisure activity. Fuck the Masters. No one's going to watch it anyway. <laughs> just, I, I'm just messing with Paige. Uh, but I don't think golf is a sport. I know she's going to say, but you keep score. Yeah, okay, I'll see how many beers I drink. Is that a sport? Well, I mean, it could be. Uh, I could definitely make this list of things that aren't a sport that could be considered a sport. Um, 
I, that's just such a horrible take because just because you can you can do pretty much anything intoxicated and be decent at it. You could play baseball and maybe be decent at it after drinking as well. You have well, to stand out of base. If you think that golf is not a sport, you should think that baseball is not a sport. That's how I feel. No, no. <laughs> The ball There's is more. moving in baseball. It's not sitting on a fucking tee. It's coming through at 100 miles an hour. Golf? I'm sorry, does the ball not move in golf? No, it doesn't. Not when you are hitting it. It's sitting there, stationary. A baseball is but coming you at you at 100 a miles an hour. Spot. You have to hit it in a certain spot. Loosely. I mean, that fairway is 100 yards wide. I mean, let's talk... You're just dropping a bomb in a bucket. Like okay, and also the other part is your golf, where you're golfing, is not where these professional golfers are golfing. Okay, these I courses mean, are set up to be. They difficult. might come to Range Line right? Golf Course BYOB. It's God, it's nine I know, holes. I know you just said this to me- mess with me, but <laughs> I know you like partially believe this too, but it just like really upsets me. It really upsets me because that is so false. Sorry, I, I think I'm right. It's your turn, though. God. Speaking anyway. of things I can do well while smashed, Paige's answer. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay, um, my first answer is NASCAR because I don't See? think it's a sport. Driving is, it's driving. Again, I'm sure they're athletes because they have to deal with a lot of, like, whatever, They're not. But they're I don't not. really think it's a, a sport. Again, if I I do this like on weekends, like oh you're gonna go drive for four hours, I'm sorry, I can actually make a right hand turn. So no, I don't think they're athletes. I think they're very good at what they do. And what's most impressive is that they don't pee during that entire time. Well, but I think that they is. Do pee. Oh, they just don't go to the bathroom. That's disgusting. Uh, NASCAR is my number two on the list, actually. And I think a lot of people will look at it and be like, oh look at the pit crew. You have to be fast. You have to be agile. It helps if you are. You don't have to be. So I, I don't think this is a sport either. I think it's a competition. Yeah, it, it, it is a competition. Are people super competitive with it? Sure. Does it take probably some skill and knowledge? Yeah, but it's not a sport. But you can learn me. those things. Like in any other thing, you need to have like physical abilities that you're, right. you acquire for you that. to be a pro at it. Which is why golf is not a sport. It is though. You have to have physical abilities that you can, you have to have some part of your game that you're better at someone have else. Have you ever in. seen John Daly? <laughs> Yes. He's, he's a legend. Power. Kay. Power behind him. Right. But have Paige, you ever seen... This? What? Say the name you were going to say. I was going to say, have you seen Justin Thomas? Uh-huh. No, he's not I don't big, know but he... is. I, I was going to say Bryson DeChambeau. DeChambeau. Again, changing the game That man is a golf. mountain. But also, is probably terrible and only going to last like five years. I think the other part of this, too, is that a lot of golf and the way people view... The, even just the professionals that are on tour now are changing the way they do things in the gym because of how they've seen it change Bryson's game because there is skill to it that you need to have, but there's also power. There's also um, flexibility and agility to be able to do those things, and people are definitely changing their strategy on, you know, being fat doesn't necessarily mean power these days. You need to bulk up and actually have muscle, or being skinny doesn't mean you don't have it. Um so I do think that it's becoming more of an athletic focus. Like people like Brooks Kepka too are are pretty big and beefy. So I don't know. Matt just he's just want. Where this whole conversation has turned into me defending golf on the week of the Masters. It's just disrespectful. Again, uh, so you guys both picked NASCAR. I'm gonna go back to if I can do this, it's not a sport. <laughs> esports. Okay, I don't even know. 
I didn't even know what that meant for the longest time because it's just like, what is esports? Like, just, are these like, are you playing Madden? Like, do you have to be really good at NBA Jam? That is what, what is it this? is, though, right? It's just video games. It's yeah. like you're really good at a video game, and we're calling it a sport. Yeah, it's it, not. A sport. No, it's not. I thought, literally, thought it meant like sports video games, like Madden, mm-hmm. 2K, all the show. Stuff. It's not. It's like my son plays Fortnite. If he gets good enough at it, he could be on an e sports team. I don't know where the sports Which is comes cool. In. It is cool, but they it's also not make a, sport. a lot of money. So I know. It, if they're really cool, good at it, but it's a lot not a sport. <laughs> like you said, maybe it's a competition. I think it's a competition. It's not yeah. a sport. Someone the fact say, that they put sports in there, just, I don't like it. Mm, if they call it chess a sport, you know? Yeah, like e-competition. No, it's really, really hard, and you have to be really gaming. smart. Yeah. There are different titles we could have went with. It, exactly. Esports is just... That's fair. I think we can all be in agreement on that one. The well, next, that's nice. Mello, what's your, what's your next one? Three for three. Well, I went NASCAR already. Uh, I'll let you share your next one. Okay. Mine is... going to be controversial. MMA. Because I also think that Matt can get drunk and fight somebody. So if we're using that criteria, then it's not a sport. Um, I think... But I can't be good at it. Well, I'm decent. You can be decent at it. You can be decent at it. It depends on your competition. But I I don't don't know. I mean, trust me, they're athletes and they're physical specimens. They do some pretty terrible things to their body as well to make sure they're in a certain weight class or whatever. But I... They're athletes i don't think it should be considered like a professional sport because i don't think like you can learn those things i don't think you need physical ability to really be able to oh, learn those things oh gosh really if you hit somebody <laughs> in the right golf, place you're fine gosh. golf is a sport mma is not this is what i'm hearing from mm-hmm. Paige. i told you okay. if we're using your qualifications here then and i also just I don't just, enjoy it that's that's part of it is i just don't that's enjoy what it's it about. i would I go don't on record and say i think both golf and mma are sports Okay. MMA is much more of a sport safe. than golf. Yeah. <laughs> much more of a sport. I've got a controversial one coming up, so okay. we'll go with it. But yeah, I, well, with MMA, it is, it's different because it's not like a game. It's just like, hey, let's see who can beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, there, and obviously, there's strategy involved to it. There there's is. a lot of discipline. But I could see where you come in as like it's not a sport. But if boxing's a sport, MMA It's a is. competition. Well, everything is. I mean, football's a competition. Right? Technically? I'm kind of talking myself to on the fence of MMA being. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What is the definition of, is it a contest where score is kept? It might be. I am, I'm not well versed in MMA. Do they keep score like they do in boxing? They They have scores, right? They do now, yeah. They didn't use to to just be... Whoever walks Even out in boxing, wins. though, when they keep score, they're like, eh, you get a nine, you get a ten. It's also like, what are you evaluating them on? Like, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. Because I feel like with those sports, like boxing and MMA, that you, like, it's evaluated based on their name or what people thought. Because, like, we've seen fights, like, what was it, the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight years ago that mm-hmm. was, like, yeah. it it wasn't what it was called. Like, it, I don't know. I just think it's, like, very... Um, I'm blanking on what the word is for it. Like, I think you can view it one way, but I think most of it is based on like name and who would make more money for the company as a whole. Not necessarily like that person winning is going to make more money or like one person losing who has a very, very famous name, like, and is an Irishman. That's like a big deal for the sport that keeps eyes on it. Cause then it gets boring if the same person wins over and over again. So I think boxing part of it's has little... gotten boring. Cause all the like oh. hugging and like 
Yeah. It's just like, they just, I don't want to watch two people lay on each other. Yeah, I'd rather watch <laughs> celebrities fight each other who, like, don't know defensive boxing. Oh, yeah. Just go throw haymakers and see who gets their head taken off. I think that's yeah. a good time. I'm saying I had a business proposal that was centered around that. And uh-huh. a lot of people were saying no. A lot of people were saying yes, too, though. So we'll see. I'm on board. We'll see. No. I Backyard like brawls. All right, Melo, give cost. us your uh, controversial take, please. Number three, and definitely not a sport at all, cannot even remotely be considered a sport, is cheerleading. If you have to do your event at another sporting event, it doesn't count. And if That's you not do even it what cheerleading bleachers, is about. It is actually started. No, it's not. Competition cheer. Have you ever watched that ever? What is it? Did you watch what cheer? Is... Say say it again. Competition cheer. It's where you it's go a to a competition. competition. It's, it's not a sport. A sport. <laughs> nope. I, let me tell you, I played soccer growing <laughs> up, competitive soccer, my whole life. From the time I was like four until I was in high school. I didn't break a single bone. life. Okay. Five years. Growing up. Fourth grade to ninth grade. Hey, how about you let me fucking talk and stop making fun of me for five fucking seconds? (laughs) Sorry, Paige. All right? Okay? (laughs) Didn't break a single bone in my body. Okay? Got hurt, but didn't break a bone. I was a cheerleader in high school. I broke three. So it's definitely very dangerous. What? Can I ask which one? She's going to yell at you. Don't ask questions. Collarbone twice in my wrist. Oh, same collarbone? Uh, yes, and it's twisted. Did you and get uneven. dropped? Uh, no, I caught someone by myself one time, and then the other time I was doing back handspring. So, damn. Yeah. So it is. It is the the part that you're like standing on the sidelines cheering is like not even what it's about. Like, yes, it's fun and that's part of it, but like in high school we did competitions and like that was the main focus of what we practiced. Like we practiced cheer for football and basketball, but other than that, it really wasn't about that so is it are there two different types of cheerleading then yeah there's like high school cheer Um, there's the like friday night lights cheerleaders then there's the competitive cheerleader yeah and some people do both some people don't you won't but it's hard as hell no that's fair i i understand what you're saying in terms of like (laughs) it is considered a competition and based on how we've done this but it is very physical and you do need to have Mm -hmm. skill to be able to do it because it's tough you have to be more athletic to be a cheerleader than you do a golfer yeah, actually, you probably do. I would agree with that, but <laughs> yeah. still not a sport. <laughs> uh, so my final one, and again, it's things that feel like sports but are not. Me making fun of Paige. <laughs> You're a professional at it. You are I am, a professional right? at it. I, gold medal winner at this. I be, you might be the only person playing it. Yeah, right? Yeah, you're, I think it's, it's less it. about making fun of me and more about interrupting me. You're the professional interrupter of Paige, which is pretty hilarious. But mine, my last one was just going to be a sport that feels like a sport that we can all win is day drinking. It's not a sport, but mm-hmm. it could be. It could be. If we consider well, some of these other ones sports, this could be a sport yeah, too. Yeah, like the beer Olympics, the beer mile, yeah. things like that. God, these I, are I so know hard. that there are Power some hours. people who actually run marathons and they drink while doing it. Yep. I don't what? understand how your body does that. Yep. I can't have a glass of wine. I know around here they do, they do beer and burpees. Cool. Yeah, God. I know. I throw up. I throw up. I'm off my day drinking game. I'm a little worried about the golf tournament, May 22nd. Um, and point. I don't know if, yeah, right? Because like, I'm kind of on this thing where it's like I'm trying to be healthy, but I'm also worried about my tolerance dying. So it's like, what do I do? Yeah. It's going to be tough. I don't know. I've signed Paige up for so many things that weekend. Wait, what? 
Yeah, you're like, an, I'm your agent. We're going to different events. You have some signings to do, a oh, meet and greet. So, Well, I am TikTok famous now, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been even racking my brain with like, what can I do that's a TikTok video? I and have some I good ones. Do the now... renegade with your baby hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he's just, you Everything just, you do is baby, baby hands. hands. Now yeah. that I have the props. Your, your, your TikTok is at baby hands. <laughs> at baby hands. <laughs> I feel like someone has done that for sure. Like, can you pick up this drink with the baby hands? Drink it. Yeah. I definitely can't drink it. I can probably pick it up. <laughs> oh, God. Please don't spill on yeah. yourself. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what drink was well, it? It's an energy drink, so oh. it probably would have, like, my laptop would have short-circuited and that's immediately. A nice, and that's a nice shirt. We don't want to ruin it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, anyway, so uh, questions this week. Uh, this Episode is going off the rails. Uh, Garrett Greenley asked, who's a better tight end prospect, Vernon Davis or Kyle Pitts? I'm probably the only one old enough to remember Vernon Davis yeah, when he was, was coming out of Maryland. Prospect. Yeah, the sixth overall pick, the NFL draft in the 2006 special as a prospect. NFL draft. He really was. And I, I think it's key to highlight that prospect because obviously mm-hmm. Vernon Davis didn't have the career that any of us thought he would. Right. Uh, Vernon Davis is quite a bit smaller than Kyle Pitts. He was 6'3", 256. I would take... Uh, Kyle Pitts. This is not me being a Niners hater or revisionist history. Vernon Davis was really athletic and really fast, but he wasn't like a great football player coming out of school. You know, there's the famous thing of like Mike Singletary just riding him basically to turn him into a good football player, him having to learn how to block when he got to San Francisco. So Vernon Davis became a, a good football player. He's had a really nice career, but I would take Kyle Pitts over him. I would too. I think Vernon Davis was an exceptional athlete, but uh, even in his time at Maryland, he wasn't doing what Kyle Pitts has. So I'll take Kyle Pitts, and I'm not his biggest supporter. But uh, I think what he does on the football field is extraordinary. And with Vernon Davis, it was all like weight room stuff. Yep. It, workout warrior, who actually had a good career. Yeah, I would take Kyle Pitts, too, just because I honestly don't remember him as a prospect. I assume remember him playing for my team. But, yeah, I think ultimately Kyle Pitts. Look at that. All right, next who question. Look, right? Us agree. Three. You thought for sure that we were going to fight you on the Kyle Pitts thing. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Uh, G underscore Titan rank sporting beers. Snow snow beers must be included in the rankings. I love snow beers. I think that like tailgate beers are number one. If that counts, mine's just baseball Con- beer. I think so. baseball, baseball beer is the best beer. Yeah. Absolutely. Be- beer does hit better at a baseball game than it does a football game. Yep. Yes. Yep. I think it's the just the kind of relaxed vibe yeah. that a baseball game has over the, like, constantly cheering, standing. And it's almost kind of hard to drink while at a football game. That's probably why people started tailgating. Mm-hmm. Say, yeah, i going to get a little drunk before I go in. Beer's expensive. not going to do that. Right, so like baseball beers, bucks. tailgating. A concert beer is way up there for me. That's a good one. Basketball game beer would be my last do they, one. I was even thinking, like, do they drink? At a basketball game? Uh, yeah, yes. when I went to that Heat Celtics game, I got a little toasty. It was nice. Yeah, they have yeah. good um, margaritas at uh, the Warriors games. I've been to one professional basketball game my entire life. Hmm. I was like 12 years old. We don't live in a great area for that. Yeah. They're travel. fun, though. I actually really enjoy NBA games. I would They're like to time. go, but I also don't want to drive to Oklahoma City to see a game because I hate Oklahoma. Correct. That's and Memphis right. is and like Memphis. six hours away from us. And also not that great of a place. Not that great of a place. Uh, so snow beers, I've never, I don't think I've ever had snow beer. 
put that on the old bucket we, list. Yeah, we we talked about this. I think on an episode that Matt you weren't on was just one that like ranking beers and snow beers was the one that I I absolutely love. When you go before you're about to go skiing, before you're about to chill, like you get up snow beer, it's fun. Shotgun or it. it. If it's cold enough to where you don't have to worry about a cooler, you can just sit your beer outside. Oh, that is nice. So not even like snow beer, but just like, yeah, 40 degrees, no problem. Don't need a cooler today. My favorite beer uh, other than tailgating is um, I go hiking. And after a hike, that first beer, you pop the top on like a Boulevard Wheat is my preferred uh, beer. A can, a can of beer after a hike is so good. So I like cans of beer better than bottle or draft. Mm. I think I do too. Thanks to the good people at Boulevard. I like bottled beer the best. Yeah. Do you? I don't. I don't know why. I don't like drinking out of a bottle. Oh, compared to a can, probably also because I do like to shotgun beers every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I haven't in a long time. I still like beers colder in a can. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, Andre Brown Jr. Did anyone rise on draft boards due to opting out? No. Not no one. No one I think rose. Rashawn Slater rose, but not because he opted out. It was right. more just like, a, oh, we kind of know who this guy is. Dig into some more tape on him from what was it, like twenty nineteen. Yeah, and that, I do think that he has risen through the process without playing, which is pretty amazing to see. But I, I think he's the only one. And Jamar Chase, like I think that he has stayed the same. That Everybody was, else, I yeah. think, has fallen. That was yeah. going to be my pick was Jamar Chase, just because if. Knowing what happened with his team this season, I think it would have really hurt his draft stock. I think he would have dropped if he Could would not. have been on that team and played on that team. So that would have been my my pick for that. Yeah, they had like four quarterbacks that they played this year. It was bad. Yeah. 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 Ugly. Uh, okay, Andrew Little wants to know, what would it take for the Bears or Washington to move up to four? I mean, we saw the price the 49ers paid two first-round picks and a third-round pick to go from 12 to 3. So for the Bears to go from 20 to 4, you would have to give up more than that. Probably not another first-round pick, but that you might have to throw in a second-round pick to go with that. So what from the, 20... What do the Bears ahead. need? A quarterback. To move up... Well, is this... Well, we just talked about this earlier. Is this what you draft yeah. up for the quarterback of the future, or do you wait until next year because there's going to be them right. when you have more to yes. offer maybe and see what happens with the person you signed? I think for the Bears or Washington to jump up 16 spots, you're only doing that for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I, I think that if either one of these teams really moves up, it won't be up to four. That's just such a big jump. Yeah. But if we do start to see a Trey Lance or Justin Fields start to fall, I I do think that teams like the Patriots, the Broncos, if they can sit there, I think they might move up to four actually. But the Bears in Washington, I think it'd have to be like, oh man, they're starting to fall. Let's try to get up to mm-hmm. 12 or something like that. Not not a huge jump to four. That's just such a big jump to make. I think it would take like three first round picks and then probably a decent player or another kind of top That's the other thing. second or third round pick. Do you want to trade Khalil Mack as part of it? If, yeah. you're, if you're Chicago. Which maybe. Maybe. Paige doesn't look happy about that. No, I, I, no, I don't think you do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, last question before we get to some March matchup information from Casey West. Where will Teddy Bridgewater land, and what would you be willing to give up to get him? I have a hard time finding a spot for Teddy. You guys know I love Mr. Two Gloves. I mean, if Denver misses out on like the Justin Fields, Trey Lance stuff, I could see him working there in that scheme. I think he could be a good player. That's about I know. It, it makes I, me I know so sad. 
They're like letting him help make the decision or whatever, mm-hmm. letting him have input. I can't imagine what you're going to get in return for him. Like, who's going to give up any picks for Teddy Bridgewater right now? Right. I mean, it would have to be like a – it'd be a day three pick, conditional yeah. probably. Mm-hmm. Um, like even if you're the Bears, like – you kind of already did your thing with Andy Dalton. Yeah. I'm going to ride that out. You don't want to bring Washington in another guy. Washington has Fitz, Heineke, and Kyle Allen. It's like they're probably not going to add another guy. I know I said uh, on Monday, I was like, oh, Washington could Chacol. But, yeah, I mean, like Denver does make some sense. You compete mm-hmm. with Drew Locke if they don't get a quarterback. Like yeah. Miami back up I think that would even be like a, after day one of the draft. Be like, oh, you know, we didn't get a quarterback. Let's make a move for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. I have an idea. Houston. Because yeah. this Deshaun Watson stuff, I don't know when he's playing football again. I'm not taking sides either way. We got to let the process play itself out. But Houston should probably call really that Teddy Bridgewater. Point. They should. They yeah. should be the team that probably offers the most for him. Yep. I just feel bad that he's in this position because, like, he could have before a lot of other the other of the quarterback pieces were put into place. There was already discussion yeah. about how he wasn't going to come back with the Deshaun Watson rumors originally. And then it was like, no, 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 actually, that's not a thing. We're, Teddy's our guy. It's fine. And then now it's like, okay, he's shit out of luck. And there's been so many QB pieces that have been placed. Like, that was before Fitz went to Washington. That was yeah. That was before, Sam, obviously, the Sam Darnold trade. But it was before a lot. Andy Dalton is before all of those things. So he really, his options are super limited now. So they didn't do him a favor by waiting to, to make that decision on, on the Sam Darnold front. Yep. All right, March matchup time, Bella. March matchup. Uh, we narrowed this down to like a list of eight and then a list of four. And after some discussion, we decided we didn't want to get people's hopes up and then just have them come crashing down after uh, just overwhelming number of DMs sent to both the Two Guys and a Girl account and that page account. Uh, but we do have a winner and that person is going to get a Zoom date with one page cune. And it is Dylan, presented by Rocket Mortgage. That's his <laughs> name on Twitter. It's at Dylan119. Congratulations, sir, to you. You um, won one night with Paige. <laughs> on a Zoom All date. All right. On a, on a Zoom, Zoom date. Because his chill. name is at 119. He won one night. It's funny. I get it I now. It's funny. I think we might have to put some Rocket Mortgage branding on there. I, I, I don't know so. if that's – maybe that's we have thing. to discuss that with him. But uh, we'll it's be sliding those thing. DMs. Does he need to provide dinner and, like, does he need to, like, door dash some stuff for oh, Paige? Or, yeah, I mean, I mm-hmm. – You guys can set up – take care of a lady. You guys can decide what those things are and we'll let him know so he's fully prepared. Yeah. But, no, I mean, I feel like he needs to send you like some Italian food, some flowers, bottle of wine, and then you guys like share a meal. And then I'll probably zone. also throw my address in there. Right? You know, just I a little mean, something <laughs> for the work. <laughs> you want to try to help out your guys? We can actually. Put in do good you guys just you. want to be on the Zoom date with us? You can start the date with us and, and ask him some questions first, and then, yes. and then you can leave us. What would be hilarious, and what I thought about was that I just be on the Zoom call, and like he shows up and he joins the call, and it's like. Gotcha, fucker. It's just me. <laughs> Have fun. Oh, we, we really did oh, wow. not want this to be something where we were putting right. people on blast. That's why we decided that we oh, would just... up with the baby hands. And we wanted to take it He's seriously. Like, <laughs> All right. Yes, we wanted to take it seriously. So good to meet you, sir. Even though we, even though we can't take much seriously on this show, um, period, actually, ever. There's not a single episode where we take much seriously, but I think that is all we have for you guys today. 
Um, apologies on the delayed episode. We just wanted to make sure we were able to talk national championship. And I'm glad we waited because we got a trade in there for Sam Darnold. So we were able to talk a lot more stuff. But, um, yeah, anything else you guys want to plug before we go? Mellow? Anything? Tiny Hands TikTok? Maybe. Uh, at Tiny Hands on TikTok, right? That's all I got. Have a good day. Drink Boulevard. We'll talk to you Friday.